Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and this is an episode that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. That is Trapped in the Closet. This is the one of the more, I think, one of the most controversial South Park episodes ever. And for many, many reasons, even though this is a very, very good episode, um, there's so much that, you know, there, there's just so much about this episode that um, has been talked about, but I want to go at it, you know, uh, from someone who doesn't really, like, who knows some stuff but not a lot of stuff about this whole controversy. Plus, I want later we're going to talk about some of the celebrities that are in Scientology because there are other celebrities besides the two that get made fun of um, in this episode that are part of the group and. It, it, it's quite a quite a list of people that are on it. But uh, let's not wait any longer. This is one episode that that we've all been waiting for. Uh, here is this week's episode, "Trapped in the Closet." Originally aired November the sixteenth, two thousand five. Written and directed by John Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the episode begins when the boys have come out of the comic store and a lot of the uh, Stan, or not Stan, but Kyle and Cartman, they buy trading cards and, you know, they, they're trying to figure out what to do. It's a Saturday, you know, let's just have fun. And Stan's like, well, can we do something fun that's free? And Cartman gives one of the best lines ever, I think, of this episode, or of this show, and maybe an, a line that should be used in life, where fun, to have fun, you got to pay at least $8. See? <clears throat> so to have fun in life, it costs at least so, as the guys walk away, Stan's walking down the, the, the sort of like mini mall, and he passes by a couple people who are sitting outside, and they offer him a free personality test for Scientology. So, Stan takes this test, and the person who does the test says that he is extremely depressed and therefore would be a perfect candidate for Scientology. So that night at dinner, he talks to his family about how he is depressed, but he doesn't know why he's depressed or how long he's depressed. And that to join with this group, he has to pay $240 to get help. And Randy gives a good lesson here where 
you know, money doesn't grow from trees. We have to make decisions in life as far as who, you know, how we spend our money. And Randy puts Stan in a very difficult decision. You either use the money that you're saving for the bike that you want or to do the Scientology thing. So Stan uses the money to go back to the Scientologist's place. And they do an e-meter test. And the lady looks at the numbers and she's a little bit surprised about them. So she calls in a second person to look at it. And it's like, huh, let's get another e-meter and let's test them again. So the guy then goes to one of his, I guess it would be one of his uh, bosses. It's not really clear for sure. But he shows these results that Stan had done. He had taken this test four times on four different e-meters. And his numbers are just astronomical. So then they send the tests to this headquarters in California. And the president looks at it and he's like, I've never seen scores like this. That sets our beloved leader. So basically... Stan has scored the highest possible score you can have in, you know, this e-meter test. So, that night, Stan is told to take the trash out. And as he's going out with the trash, there's a whole bunch of people outside with signs and they're cheering him. And it's like, it's the second coming of L. Ron Hubbard! And they're so excited, some people are crying. And then here comes the president on the Elron 7 helicopter. I noticed that. It was actually pretty funny. Um, and they go in to Stan's house. And the, the, peop- the president is explaining to Randy and Sharon that their son has basically become... The second coming of L. Ron Hubbard. Meanwhile, Wendy notices John Travolta is making his way through. Uh, I gotta see. I, I gotta see these kids. Okay, that was a little bit more Christopher Walken, but you know. So Stan goes into his room, his parents tell him to go, and Tom Cruise appears in his room. Oh boy. So now. You know, Tom Cruise is like, oh my god, it's really you. You're 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 really here. What do you think of my acting? Don't you think I'm a great actor? And Stan oh my gosh, this is so good. Stan says, Well, I mean, you're you're okay. You're no Leonardo DiCaprio. Which actually I have to agree with Stan. Leonardo DiCaprio is a pretty damn good actor. And then he goes on, he's like, well, I mean, you're not as good as Gene Hackman. Okay, another good actor. I mean, he is a pretty good actor. And you're not as good as that Napoleon Dynamite guy. And 
that just breaks Tom Cruise. It just breaks him. So he goes and he runs and he cries and he goes into Tom Cruise's or uh, into Stan's closet. And Stan calls for his dad. And Randy comes up and he's like, Tom, get out of my son's closet. No. Just get out of my son's closet. No, I'm not gonna. So he just gets upset. It is absolutely hilarious. And then we're outside of the Marsh's houses or house. And for some reason, R. Kelly comes in and he starts doing his own version of Trapped in the Closet, which is probably his biggest hit that he's ever had. Even though there's like, I think 3,000 parts to Trapped in the Closet. Um, so he's like, Tom is gone in the closet. He's not coming out. Just because he doesn't want, or, you know. And then he pulls out a gun and he just scares everybody away. So, now, the president of Scientology talks to Stan and gives him the entire backstory of how Scientology came to be. And it is so weird because basically, like, the Space Lord kidnapped all these aliens, including the Marklar. I can't believe they took the Marklar away. And they froze these aliens, including the Marklar, and they drop them into a volcano, and then the spirits go into, like, cave people. And then, while this is going on, it says on the screen, this is what Scientologists actually believe. So, it's this whole freaking story of how L. Ron Hubbard came up with this idea of alien, you know, this alien lord took everyone, dumbed them in a volcano, and they went into human beings. Meanwhile, as that is going on, Nicole Kidman comes to try to get Tom Cruise out of the closet. And that doesn't really work. Now, this is an interesting time. It's very weird that Nicole Kidman is involved because they are divorced by 2001. Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. And at this point, you know, Tom is dating Katie Holmes. And but they don't have Katie Holmes in this. Um so you know, Nicole is like, Oh, Katie and I, we won't think of you any differently. And Tom is dating Katie Holmes. They haven't been married yet at this point. They're gonna get married in 06. But it's very it was very weird that, you know, Nicole Kidman comes and you know, tries to get Tom Cruise out. And then during all this, somehow, John Travolta gets into the closet. We don't see how John Travolta gets into the closet. It's like, hey, it's actually pretty nice in here. It's spacey. So then, for no apparent reason, they bring R. Kelly back again. 
and he gives another description and he pulls the gun out and the reporter's like I don't know why we brought him back here again this was stupid on our part so then you know Stan is writing the speech that he is supposed to give to all the Scientologists and Stan or Kyle, Kenny and Carmen they want to go to the movies and Stan can and this is where Kyle's like so you're you know you're not joining us you're doing this thing for a cult and Stan's like this isn't a cult this is you know me this is what I am and you know they're all disappointed and as they leave Cartman stops and he's like Stan I want you to know I still hate you but I hate Kyle more all right so that's good to know so Stan is continuing to work on his speech and the president is there he's reading it over and then he reads this one part that Stan tells him that he doesn't think that the people have to pay money to join Scientology and then this is where we get this whole thing where the president's like you really think this is a, a real thing this is a hoax this is a joke we're gonna get three million dollars off this scam and it's like whoa okay now we know where we're going with this so now we go back up to Stan's room and this time they tried to get R. Kelly to come out of the or to have R. Kelly help try to get John or uh, Tom Cruise out of the closet and now he's gonna sing again He's going to try and get Tom out, but he can't really do it because there is no doubt that one, Tom Cruise will stay two with John Travolta three. He's really pissed four, they won't come out five. R. Kelly's going to pull a gun again because he's pissed, 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 pissed. Man, that was actually improv. That was pretty good. So eventually R. Kelly goes into the closet and he's like, this is really spacey. There is so much room. So now we get to Stan about to do the speech. You know, the presentation of the, you know, new Scientology. What it's going to be. And Stan just cannot do it. He cannot do this song. Or he cannot do this speech. And he basically says that this is a lie and that really we should not fall for this. You know, you look for answers and, you know, sometimes you're just not going to find them. It could, you know, believe in anything. And then we get one of the best things coming out of this. One person's like, oh, I'm going to sue you. And then this whole lot, this whole joke of everyone's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. And then Stan's like, well, this guy said it was a lie. And he's like, oh, so you're putting words into my mouth. Well, I'm going to sue you. And then we find out that John Travolta, Tom Cruise, and R. Kelly all come out of the closet. Now, this is weird because if you watch, R. Kelly is rubbing his arm as he's walking away. I have no idea what that was all about. And then John Travolta, or uh, Tom Cruise gets pissed. He's like, oh, I am going to so sue you. I'm going to sue you from England. And Stan's like, fine, 
Go ahead, sue me. I'm gonna sue all you. I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue you. I'm gonna sue you. Sue you. And and that's pretty much the end of the episode. And then during the credits, you see that everyone is named John Smith and Jane Smith, which is really funny. Which is which was why I sort of hyped up. You know, this is the only episode of the season where Trey Parker does not direct this episode. Well, actually he does, but they used the John Smith name to, you know, I, I don't know, not back, you know, protect uh, Trey and Matt, but they did do that. It was a nice little twist there. And that is the end of Trapped in the Closet one of the probably one of the most controversial South Park episodes not for the reasons that you would think you know not because of grotesque violence or stuff that's said but just because of who they you know quote unquote went after um so I actually want to give my score before we go into the notes of this episode because I actually like this episode a lot um because what I remember, you know, from this point in time, we're in 2005. And this whole Scientology thing is just being shoved down our freaking throats. And it was like, oh, God, you know, Scientology, it's the greatest thing in the world. You know, Tom Cruise is praising the crap out of it. And, you know, like, there's so many people that were or are in it and... You know, it, it was just ridiculous. So the way they did it was perfect. And I thought the way they made fun of Tom Cruise is actually really good. Because, you know, if you really think about Tom Cruise, the, the actor. Let, let's talk about the actor first. Yeah, he's a good actor. He is. I'm not going to deny it. You know, he's had good roles. But he's not as great as he thinks he is, or he makes himself out to be. He's not that great of an actor. He's a good actor. He's not a great actor. The people that Stan mentioned in the episode, Leonardo DiCaprio, fantastic actor. Gene Hackman, a fantastic actor. The guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, Tom Cruise is actually better than that guy. But I think what has happened with Tom Cruise's acting career is he takes himself too seriously. That's why he's never won an Academy Award. He is one of those actors that takes himself too seriously as an actor. And then, when he's on TV, he comes off as a complete douchebag. I mean, my God. I remember when he jumped on the couch on Oprah? I mean, he just comes off as a complete D-bag. Or douchebag. I already said it once. I better say it again. Uh, I liked this episode. I thought this was a perfect way to make fun of them. I'm... I'm very torn about if this is the best episode of the season. Because I think... this. Okay, first off, this episode is getting a 10. This is getting a 10 from me. Is this the best episode of the season? That's the question. Because I really think uh, Best Friends Forever is a much better episode than this. I really do. And, 
you know, we're going to get into everything with this episode momentarily. I am giving this a 10. I'm going to say this is the second best episode of the season with Best Friends Forever being, to me, the best episode of Season 9 of South Park. So, this does deserve a 10. It is getting a 10. But, as far as where I would put it, I would have this as the second best episode of the season behind Best Friends Forever. Alright, now let's get into the production notes. We got a lot to talk about. Where did the idea of this episode come from? Matt and Trey tackled Scientology obliquely in Season 5's Super Best Friends, which you guys can check out in the archives. This time, they went for the whole enchilada, creating arguably the most controversial South Park of all time, both for its attack on the famously litigious Scientologists and for the closet subplot featuring the only slightly less litigious Tom Cruise. Uh, I do want to mention famous people that are in Scientology besides uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta because they are both members of Scientology. Uh, other famous current Scientologists include Kirstie Allen, uh, Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart Simpson, uh, Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg, Dougie Fresh, if you remember him, uh, he, he is a Scientologist. Also, Vivian Kubrick, the daughter of Stanley Kubrick. Juliette Lewis is a member of Scientology. Danny Masterson from That 70s Show is also a Scientologist. Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men and the... What, what was that? What, what's that show called? Tail Maids? What is it called? I, I don't I don't even remember what it's called. Uh Handmaid's Tale, that's it. She's uh she's a Scientologist. Uh who else? Bijou Phillips is a Scientologist. Priscilla Presley is a Scientologist. That actually surprises me. Uh Kelly Preston is a is a Scientologist as well. Uh Billy Sheehan is a Scientologist. Greta Van Susteren is also a Scientologist as well. Former members of Scientology, uh, Leah Remini is probably the more famous one because she left in 2013. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley at one point was a member of Scientology. So was Mimi Rogers, uh, Amy Scobie, who, who else? Uh, Jason Lee, Charles Man <laughs> Charles Manson was a part of Scientology. Of course, that, that that would make sense. He being a part of Scientology. Um, those are the current living uh, former famous members. Of course, deceased members. Sonny Bono was a member of Scientology. That was very shocking. Isaac Hayes, who we're going to talk about momentarily. Uh, Lisa McPherson, Pablo Santos. Uh, was a former member. Stephen Boyd was also a former member. Uh, Jeff Conway, or Jeff Conway, the actor from Greece, was also. Uh, Kaniki! Kaniki was a member as well, so. But yeah, you don't really hear that much about Scientology as you did, say, 15 years ago, which actually I think is a good thing, so, you know. Glad we're not talking about that today. 
Okay, now let's talk about a lot of things with this episode. Uh, this uh, this was obviously uh, created controversy. Uh, Tom Cruise reportedly threatened to back out of his promotional obligations for Mission Impossible 3 if Viacom, who owned both Paramount and Comedy Central, allowed a repeat airing of the episode. A publicist of Cruise denied this, saying Tom had nothing to do with this matter. He's been promoting Mission Impossible 3 for the last six months. We have no clue where this came from. Though the episode was originally scheduled for rebroadcast on March 15, 2006, the episode Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls was shown instead, which you can hear in the archives. Comedy Central representatives stated this change was made as a tribute to Isaac Hayes, but South Park creators thought otherwise. They issued a satirical statement saying they, Parker and Stone, were servants of the Dark Lord Xenu. Hayes, the voice of staple character Chef, asked to be released from his contract shortly before the start of the 10th season. The reason for his departure, as reported by Stone, was due to his membership at Scientology and this episode, which Hayes, despite initially supporting the show's satirical talk or take on several talk shows, claimed was very offensive. The episode has since been rebroadcast on Comedy Central multiple times. Okay, so for Mission Impossible 3... Uh, came out May 5th, 2006. So this came out six months after the episode aired. A $150 million budget made almost $400 million in the box office. But here's the thing, though, with the Isaac Hayes controversy that I don't want to get into. Because a few years ago, Fro and I, we had a discussion about that. And one of his kids, one of his sons wrote a letter saying that Isaac Hayes did not leave the show because of this episode. He left the show due to health reasons. He loved working on South Park. He loved Trey and Matt, never wanted to leave, but because of health reasons, he couldn't continue, and he would pass away uh, a few years later after this episode aired. This episode was nominated for an Emmy Award in 2006 after winning the previous year with Best Friends Forever. Unfortunately, South Park lost that year to The Simpsons, whose episode was the seemingly never-ending story. Other cartoons nominated that year included Camp Laszlo for Hello, Dolly, Overcooked Beans, two cartoons into one family guy for ptv that's a really good episode and foster's home for imaginary friends with the episode go goo go uh this episode is featured among comedy central's list of 10 south parks that change the world this episode was spoofed by conan o'brien in the opening segment of the 58th Primetime Emmy Awards, which happened to be, well, the same year that this episode got nominated. So, Conan O'Brien with very good timing. Uh, this was mentioned in the Scientology critique film The Bridge, and TV Guide ranked this episode number 17 on its list of TV's top 100 episodes of all time. 
uh, we're going to get away from controversy for a minute. We're going to talk about the production notes. Uh, they had, like I mentioned, uh, they had parodied Scientology before, but in a spoof at the 2000 MTV Movie Awards. The MTV short was titled The Gauntlet and included John Travolta and the Church of Scientology arriving in a spaceship to defeat Russell Crowe, who was a gladiator, and attempt to recruit the boys into Scientology. Travolta, along with his fellow scientists, was depicted as a psycho as he appeared in the film Battlefield Earth. They had also made fun of Scientology in Super Best Friends, in which David Blaine formed his own cult called Blaintology. Parker and Stone have acknowledged that this is meant to be a reference to Scientology. Parker stated that Isaac Hayes' membership had previously kept the show's creators from writing a full episode which parodies Scientology. However, the decision to ultimately produce an episode satirizing Scientology was partially inspired by the friendship of the show's creators have with Penn Gillette from Penn & Teller. Gillette was originally planning to do an episode of bullshit based on Scientology, but Showtime prohibited him from doing so to avoid the possibility of legal action from the Church of Scientology. Parker commented, We're going. That's fucked up. And hearing other people say, you can't do that, you can only say, you can't do that, so many times to man and me, before we're going to do it. Finally, we just had to tell Isaac, dude, we totally love working with you, and this is nothing personal, it's just we're South Park, and if we don't do this, we're belittling everything else we've ripped on. Although some questions were raised prior to the episode screening about whether it was wise to take swipes at Cruz and Scientology... Comedy Central declared that it supported Stone and Parker. A Comedy Central spokesman told Radar Magazine in November 2005 that they are free and have been to satirize anybody and anything they want to. They've made fun of MTV, they've made fun of Viacom, they've made fun of Comedy Central, and we've never interfered with them. During production on this episode, investigative journalist Mark Ebner served as a consultant to Stone and Parker. Ebner had previously authored the New York Times bestseller Hollywood Interrupted, which includes an analysis of the Church of Scientology and its effect on the culture in Hollywood, and has a chapter on Tom Cruise and John Travolta's relationship to Scientology. On the official Comedy Central website for the episode, it is asserted that the section of Trapped in the Closet that explains Scientology's portrayal and beliefs was not exaggerated, saying... Nothing about what you see here is exaggerated in the slightest. Seriously. The title is a reference to the R. Kelly song of the same name, and a depiction of R. Kelly appears in the episode to sing a parody of it. I want to say, while that song, Trapped in the Closet, is good, I prefer Trapped in the Drive-Thru by Weird Al Yankovic. That is one of his great parody songs that he's ever done. I just love that. I think it's fantastic. If you haven't heard it go check it out and if you have heard it but you haven't seen the music video you need to watch a music video music video is hilarious um okay so now let's get back into the controversy um so as mentioned isaac hayes at this point leaves the uh leaves south park um isaac hayes in an interview on cnn's showbiz tonight added he did not see the episode itself but was told about it 
In a separate interview, he reportedly said regarding Parker and Stone, Guys, you have it all wrong. We're not like that. I know that's your thing, but get your information correct because somebody might believe that shit, you know? But I understand what they're doing. I told them to take a couple Scientology courses and understand what we do. Responding to Hayes' departure, Stone asserted that this is 100% having to do with his faith of Scientology. He has no problem, and he's cashed plenty of checks with our show making fun of Christians. According to Stone, neither he nor Trey Parker had heard a peep out of Isaac in any way until we did Scientology. He wants a different standard up for religions other than his own, and to me, that is where intolerance and bigotry begin. Stone commented that in 10 years and over 150 episodes of South Park, Isaac never had a problem with the show making fun of Christians, Muslims, Mormons, and Jews. He got a sudden case of religious sensitivity when it was his religion featured on the show. To bring the civil rights struggle into this is just a non-sequitur. Of course, we will release Isaac from his contract and we wish him well. According to a later commentary by Stone prior to the episode screening, Hayes had asked the South Park creators to have Comedy Central pull the episode before it aired and not include it in the DVD series, which they refused. There were many conflicting stories as to the exact nature of Hayes' departure. Additional reasons given by Hayes 10 months after the departure included they didn't pay me enough and they weren't that nice. In late 2007, reports emerged claiming that Hayes was in no condition to stay because of a stroke he suffered in January. According to a Fox News article, Hayes' agent, Christina Kimball, herself a practicing Scientologist, was the source of the statement that Hayes quit South Park. Stone lent support to this view in a 2007 interview with Rolling Stone, commenting that, there are reports that Isaac had a stroke and Scientology quit the show for him, and I believe it. It was a brutal, up-close, personal thing with Isaac. If you look at the timeline, something didn't add up. Due to the absence of Hayes, Chef was voiced in The Return of Chef, which we'll get to in a few weeks, using pre-recorded snippets of dialogue from previous episodes. The character was written out of the series by being struck by lightning, burned, impaled, and mauled at the end of the episode. So I guess I just spoiled the season premiere. Okay, so now we get to the Tom Cruise part. The creators used the ambiguity of coming out of the closet, having Tom Cruise literally refusing to come out of Stan's closet. In a parody of rumors that Cruise was homosexual, Cruz has a documented history of litigation against others involving rumors as to his sexuality, and some speculated whether Cruz could sue South Park. Entertainment Weekly asked in December 2005 whether South Park was cruising for a bruising, and wondered how that sort of Cruz bashing is going to go over with Park creators, Parker and Stone's new bosses, Paramount Pictures, just inked the dudes to a three-year deal. Other people with Paramount deals, well, just, you know, Tom Cruise. Should be one hell of a studio Christmas party. Concerns over possible litigation were raised in other countries where South Park is syndicated. The episode's planned screening on the UK's Paramount Comedy One channel that was cancelled for fear that Cruz would sue. In Australia, SBS TV screened the episode in late February, a spokesman telling Australian The Daily Telegraph that we haven't received any legal threats, so we're going to publish an be damned. Uh, so now we get into what has become Closetgate. The episode was scheduled to rebroadcast on March 15, 2006, but the broadcast was canceled without prior notice and was replaced 
with Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. Representatives of Comedy Central insist that the episode was changed as a tribute to Isaac Hayes following his departure from the show two days earlier. The following day, the HollywoodInterrupted.com or the HollywoodInterrupted.com blog alleged that Comedy Central parent Viacom canceled the rebroadcasting due to threats of crews, the boycott Mission Impossible 3 publicity tour. These assertions were soon also reported by E! News and American Morning. Fox News attributed threats from Tom Cruise stating to back out of Mission Impossible 3 promotional duties if they didn't pull a repeat of the episode as evidence of bad blood between Cruise and Viacom, which also owns Paramount Pictures. The Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer also cited industry sources who believe the episode was pulled because the network and Tom Cruise's current movie studio are both owned by the same corporation. The New York Post noted that, uh, that Cruise has a history of playing hardball, alleging that he had been responsible for having a sex scene featuring his then-fiancé Katie Holmes removed from the film Thank You for Smoking prior to its release. The Washington Post reported that South Park fans struck back in March 2006 and threatened to boycott the movie until Comedy Central put this episode back on its schedule. Melissa McNamara of CBS News later questioned whether this boycott hurt the box office debut of the movie. The creators did not comment directly on Comedy Central's decision to pull the episode, reportedly because they had been not told to discuss the matter to avoid embarrassing crews. They did release a statement singing the statement or signing the statement that they are servants of the Dark Lord Zenu. The Los Angeles Times dubbed the controversy surrounding the episode's rebroadcast Closet Gate. The Independent later cited the Los Angeles Times, noting that the controversy generated publicity or positive publicity for the show's creators. For Stone and Parker, Closet Gate will be the gift that keeps on giving. Closetgate has since been used to refer to the brouhaha surrounding Isaac Hayes' departure and rebroadcasts of the episode by other sources. Cruz's representative responded to the controversy shortly after it broke, telling the Associated Press that the allegations of Cruz's involvement were not true and that he never said that. According to the Washington Post, Cruz's publicist asserted that Tom had nothing to do with this matter. He's been, uh, he's been promoting the movie for the last six months. We have no clue where this came from. Cruz himself addressed the allegations in an interview on ABC's primetime in mid-April. When asked about whether he had been involved with stopping the rebroadcast on Comedy Central, Cruz said, First of all, could you ever imagine sitting down with anyone? I would never sit down with someone and question them on their beliefs. Here's the thing. I'm not... I'm really not even going to dignify this. I honestly didn't really even know about it. I'm working, making my movie. I've got my family. I'm busy. I don't spend my days going, what are people saying about me? Oh boy, you yeah, a very good job. Uh -huh. In April 2006, Television Week reported that fans had posted the episode in multiple locations on the internet. At that time... Over 700 views on YouTube and an online petition to re-air the episode had garnered 5,000 signatures. Television Week noted that Comedy Central looked the other way at the online proliferation of Trapped in the Closet. A spokesman for MTV Networks, owner of Comedy Central, confirmed they had not asked YouTube to pull the episode from their site. 
The Situation Room also noted that clips from the episode were still available on Comedy Central's website. In May 2006, this episode was shown in London at the National Film Theater. The free screening was followed by a discussion with Parker and Stone, who said the screening was a display of free speech. Free copies of the episode were given out to attendees after the screening. On July 19, 2006, Comedy Central did air a rebroadcast of the episode at 10 p.m. Pacific Time, and did so again on July 23rd at 11 p.m. Eastern and on September 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Matt Stone stated, If they hadn't put the episode back on the air, we'd have had serious issues, and we wouldn't be doing anything else with them. After the episode was scheduled to be rebroadcast, Parker and Stone were interviewed on Showbiz Tonight, where they stated that all of the controversy increased publicity for the episode. Parker was quoted, but it's really like a, pub a publicist couldn't have orchestrated this any better for us. You know what I mean? It's like, it's been phenomenal. Tom Cruise has done more for South Park than anyone, I think, in this world. The episode was released in several DVDs, including South Park The Hits Volume 1 and the complete ninth season. In contradiction with an alleged request by either the Church of Scientology or Cruise to never put the episode on DVD format. The full video is also available for viewing on the website of South Park Digital Studios, along with the mini-commentary on it. A few references have been made by the show and Comedy Central to Scientology as an aftermath of the controversy. On August 1st, 2006, Comedy Central placed an advertisement in Variety showing the South Park stars against a background of L. Ron Hubbard's Scientology Celebrity Center with the headline, Come on Jews, show them who really runs Hollywood. Although often misunderstood by the public to parody the Mel Gibson DUI incident, the advertisement actually congratulates South Park on gaining an Emmy nomination for this episode and satirizes the cancellation of the episode's rebroadcast in March. The Rolling Stone cover article, Still Sick, Still Wrong, celebrating the show's anniversary, also referred to the controversy. The article depicted Stone and Parker Sprague painting graffiti on the church's LA organization sign, adding is dumb to the Scientology logo and a high Tom message with an accompanying depiction of Cartman's head. And that's Closet Gate. Alright, now to uh, the reception. In a review of Season 9, the Denver Post stated the jokes about Tom Cruise work splendidly and revealed their depth on repeated viewings, much like the show in general. IGN stated that perhaps the largest weakness of this season is that the most notorious episodes, Best Friends Forever and Trapped in the Closet, just don't carry the eye-popping impact that they did when they were ripped from the headlines, giving the DVD a 7 out of 10. The San Francisco Chronicle wrote that Stone and Parker probably hit the zenith when they made fun of Tom Cruise and Scientology. An article in the Times wrote that South Park infamously satirized texts by L. Ron Hubbard available only to operating thetans. An article in the Journal of the American Academy of Religion referred to the episode as a scathing cartoon parody of the Church of Scientology. University of Delaware philosophy professor Richard Hanley analyzed the mythology of Scientology as it relates to the episode in his 2007 book, South Park and Philosophy, Bigger, Longer, and More Penetrating. Hanley called the Zenu story as presented in the episode utterly ridiculous, 
Hanley went on to delve into a, philosoph a philosophical analysis of the ev evidential weight of popularity and tradition in determining the robustness of beliefs. Southwest Minnesota State University philosophy professor Robert Arp also analyzed the philosophical and cultural aspects of the episode in his book, South Park and Philosophy. You know, I learned something today. Arp analyzed Comedy Central's reaction to the episode itself in a section of his book entitled 2005-2006 Comedy Central Caves. Arp mentioned South Park's usage of the on-screen caption, this is what scientists actually believe, in the episode, noting that the same device was used in the episode All About the Mormons, which you can check in the archives. In referencing this similar use of the on-screen caption device, Arp seemed to point to an inconsistency in the behavior of Comedy Central relative to the episode. He explained, by a long shot, this show was more kind to Scientology then was all about the Mormons to Mormonism. He noted Comedy Central had suggested it would not rebroadcast the episode for the second time, though it later announced on July 12, 2006, that it would. The organization Fight Against Coer Coercive Tactics Network, founded by Lawrence Wollersheim, named the South Park staff their FactNet Persons of the Year for 2005 for this episode. Robert Arp cited the series winning a Peabody Award due to its willingness to criticize intolerance in April 2006 as a special concern for criticizing and countering intolerance and the notion that the Church of Scientology suffers from the widely held perceptions that it seeks to silence former members and others who criticize its beliefs and practices as the motivation behind the episode. Uh, they, like I said, submitted this episode for an Emmy Award, though Stone admitted that we did it to be jerks. I'll fuck you to Comedy Central. To their surprise, they did get nominated. Uh, the show's sixth nomination. It was also among Comedy Central's list of 10 South Parks that changed the world, which started airing on September 24th, 2006, in anticipation of the second half of season 10. Finally, to the legacy. The scene where Cruz enters the closet is referenced in the South Park segment on the opening of the 58th Primetime Emmy Awards, hosted in which Conan O'Brien is trying to get to the show, but suddenly appears in Stan's room in an animated form. Stan begins yelling at him as he runs into the nearby closet. Immediately following the en entrance, he exits the closet and says, There's someone else in there, referring to Cruz and leaves the door open. Cruz then pops out and closes the door. There is a scene in the film The Bridge by Brett Hanover where two young women looking for a laugh tell a Scientology volunteer they learned about the organization from South Park. The volunteer answers that she has not seen the episode in question and the two women later leave during the middle of an orientation video. On February 8th, 2013, while appearing on the Opie and Anthony show, Jenna Miscavige Hill, the niece of the chairman of Scientology, David Miscavige, admitted that she first learned about the story of Zenu from watching this episode. Wow. Very interesting. Alright, let's get to IMDb. Over 3,000 people rated this episode. The average rating for this episode is a 9.1 out of 10. Over 1,900 people gave this episode a 10. That is the grade I am giving this episode. 808 people gave it a 9. 
435 people gave it an 8. 104 people gave it a 1. Must be Scientologists. Uh, the average rating for males was a 9.1. The highest demographic was 18 to 29 with a 9.2. For females, the average rating was a 9.0. The highest demographic, what else? 45 and over with a rating of a 9.4. Okay, now to these reviews. <laughs> Thank you guys for staying with me. I wanted to dig deep into that whole uh, Scientology story, or the whole story with the controversy. I'd known bits of it, but I hadn't known all of it. Alright, so I'm uh, going to go from the oldest review to the youngest, and I uh, let's see, which is, uh, okay, first review is from D. Tidball, who wrote, it is astonishing how good South Park can be when its creators abandon some of their more vulgar, tendence, vul, vulgar tendencies. I have long been a fan of the TV show. At its best, several viewings have been required because I've missed parts while being busy laughing. With the, ep with the Trapped in the Closet episode, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and company have dropped the poop jokes and set their focus on satire. The result is a show as vicious and funny as any satire going back to Jonathan Swift. In debates, an effective means of attack is to use an opponent's words against them. The boys do this to great effect with Scientology. Much has been made of the program's mockery of Tom Cruise and the ongoing tabloid rumors of Mr. Cruise's sexuality. However, Mr. Cruise's own public behavior in recent years has done far more damage to his image than anything in this show. Boy, is that true. The true target of this episode is the Church of Scientology, an institution for which South Park's creators obviously have little use. In this, Trapped in the Closet hits its marks repeatedly if you disagree with Messers. Parker and Stone be advised that this program ends with a blunt, with as blunt a challenge as you're going to find on TV. Funny, nasty, and fearless. This episode should be considered a classic. Next review is from Ted G, who wrote, Many, many times I dip into TV offerings and find them depressingly vacacious. I guess I if I botched that word wrong, I apologize. That's especially true of quality productions made in the BBC tradition. Only singing Detective impressed me, indeed really grabbed me. But I am almost always blown away by South Park episodes, at least the ones that are recommended to me. This is the first of a recent batch, and the most highly recommended by a reader. It's because of the Isaac Hayes bit. For years and years, South Park has been in hard on the stupidities of society, especially the obvious candidates, sex, politics, religion. Hayes has happily participated, until now when his religion is the target. What's in this is almost uh, incidental. It's how it is presented that's cool, and what impresses me about the creators of this. It's so light and offhand. Death, for instance, is as casual as turning on a light. It isn't that strange things happen and are underscored as strange. It's that strange and terrible things happen and are underscored as not strange. So when you have something from real life that's strange and is inserted in an episode, the power of anti-criticism is so much more powerful. I saw this with a similar episode on Mormons and the difference is striking. 
Scientology is based on a fabricated myth and it rips off its devotees. Mormons have a similar fabricated truth, but manage to have to have built something healthy as religions go. So smooth, it used to be Doonesbury and Bloom County and Gary Larson where we'd go for this. Now it's here. These guys matter. All right. Uh, let's see. Next review is from Bon Jovi Chick, who wrote, Okay, he's not going to read that comment, but I thought I'd mention it because he made such a big deal over this episode. Obviously, he needs to get that rod out of his backside and just sit down and have a laugh. After all, when has South Park ever been taken seriously? Anyway, on to the episode. Basically, Stan takes a Scientology test, and the members of the cult believe he is L. Ron Hubbard, reincarnated. Tom Cruise comes to meet him, and Stan says he is not a very good actor, I think. Tom gets upset and goes into a closet. The rest of the scenario is a pun of him coming out of the closet in reference to rumors of his sexuality. Meanwhile, Stan is asked to be the new leader of Scientology. This part of the episode is minor compared to the Tom Cruise scenario. All I could say about this episode, sit down and give it a try. If you don't like it, you don't have to see it again, right? Right. Okay, next review is from Rain Dog Jr., who wrote, Hearing the commentary from the Greatest Hits Volume 1 DVD is really good, since they were recording it just after all the controversy that this episode generated back in 2006. And it was really great to have it on DVD. But also, and of course, they mentioned the problem with Isaac Hayes telling us the obvious thing, that if they don't, if that, if they doesn't make fun of Scientology because of Isaac, they would have been hypocrites, and also, they they would not make fun of one of the funniest things like Scientology. For example, from Wikipedia, Zenu, according to Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard, was the dictator of the Galactic Confederacy, who 75 million years ago brought billions of his people to Earth in DC-8-like spacecraft, stacked them around volcanoes, and killed them using hydrogen bombs. Scientology holds that their essences remain and that they form around people in modern times, causing them spiritual harm. That's what the F stuff. So after all, this episode is really terrific and absolutely hilarious, and that's more important. Anyway, here our protagonist is Stan. Still, Carmen has a great dialogue about money and fun. And obviously, at the beginning, he represents the fact that things like Scientology are for anybody. Of course, once you are all messed up and you think, and you already have $240. I have seen church near my house of those Brazilian bastards of the kingdom of God or something, and there if, and there if you don't have money is not a problem since they accept cell phones, jewelries, etc. That's so damn funny. So this time, Scientology will play with Stan, who, after his first meeting with those people, is suddenly a depressed kid and later just pure gold, for those people's business, so eventually our stand will change from being the leader of the church to the next possible defendant of the same church, but not before he has already met with Tom Cruise, who won't come out of the closet. It's just hilarious every time someone says, Mr. Cruise, come out of the closet, just as the other constant in this episode with R. Kelly. Then I still can't say that this is one of my favorite episodes of South Park, but it is an absolute must-see so now with the possibility of watching the episodes for free on the official site of the show, that's more than great, there are no excuses to check Trapped in the Closet. 
Alright, next one is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote, This episode sparked controversy when it was released for insulting Tom Cruise and the Church of Scientology. It was thought that Cruise pulled the episode. It was later found out, however, Cruise did not have any part in pulling the episode. This is also the episode that is responsible for Isaac Hayes quitting South Park. The episode has Stan joining the Church of Scientology after he scores high on some test. They believe he is the reincarnation of L. Ron Hubbard. Stan is now highly respected in the church. Tom Cruise asks Stan what he asks Stan what he thinks of his acting. Stan says he's just alright, so Tom gets sad and locks himself in Stan's closet. So now Tom Cruise will not come out of the closet. A double meaning, it also refers to his sexuality. Trapped in the Closet is a pretty funny and interesting episode. Alright, uh, how many more reviews do we have? We only have a few more. Uh, no way 234-1 wrote, This is easily the smartest and funniest episode of South Park that they've ever done. Taking on a subject like Scientology is nearly impossible for most people, or for most because of the litigious nature of the group. But thanks to the fast production of the show, there wasn't time for Scientology to stop them doing it, and we're lucky they didn't. There are two big plots to this episode. The one that a lot of people love is the Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet section, which is hilariously silly. Throwing in John Travolta and R. Kelly into this story just makes it funnier. R. Kelly singing to Tom and John to the tune of his rap soap opera Trap in the Closet is a stroke of genius. The second plot, however, is the one that I love most. The part that caused a lot of controversy and led to Isaac Hayes leaving the show. Going after Scientology. South Park seems to be funniest when it tackles either religion or a current political event, and this is the best example. One of the funniest moments is something that I'm stunned no one did before them. The part where they explain what Scientology is. What makes it even funnier is while all this talk about aliens and volcanoes is going on at the bottom of the screen, the words, this is what Scientologists actually believe, is something that's so simple and yet so hilarious. This is where South Park shone, it took a risk, and even though they lost Chef, who left claiming they were bigots, when in reality he was just upset that they attacked his religion, they won everyone over with their biting satire of a religion that needed to be taken on. Okay, uh, next review is from Gizmo Mogwai, who wrote, Normally, I'm not interested in South Park, but Trapped in the Closet is a funny story with a very important message. The episode is a warning to everyone about Scientology. The episode explores how people are fooled into joining, robbed blind, and fed fantastically implausible stories. And the episode goes so far as to have the Scientology leader admit it's all a scam. A highlight of the episode is a retelling of the Scientology myth of Zenu. The sad part is that people will think it's a joke, but it's a real myth, and South Park tells it accurately. In fact, leaving out a couple of the even crazier details like the hydrogen bombs. See the Wikipedia page Zenu for the story. In short, this episode should be mandatory viewing for all. And our final review is from Johnny the Film Sentinel 2187 who wrote South Park never pulls its punches when it comes to hot-button topics such as religion, politics, or economics. And this episode did exactly that back in 2005, 
when Tom Cruise was in the middle of promoting Mission Impossible 3. Trapped in the Closet is the world's greatest expose on the world of Scientology, from Lord Zenu himself to John Travolta's questionable sexuality, also taking jabs at Cruise himself, and how religions become a hotspot for financial exploitation and administrative corruption and deception. This destroys Scientology in beautiful ways only South Park can. It's an honest deconstruction of the planet's stupidest belief system and shows that faith in what's right, i.e. real science and knowledge, ultimately wins the day. Though not everyone gets there happily ever after in this episode, stands all the wiser having in on the church's asinine policies and beliefs it uses to exploit their followers. But at least he has closure if no one else does in this episode, and we the viewers are in his shoes. This episode is brilliant, self-deprecating in its criticism of an American-born institution, and 110% accurate in capturing the essence of its subject matter this episode's a television masterpiece. Whew. <laughs> I think that's a lot to go through. And I think on that note, I'm going to wrap it up for this week. I think this might be one of the longest episodes I've ever done. So, uh, follow the show on Facebook. Uh, oh, God, on Twitter. <laughs> After talking about this for an hour, I think even your brain would be great going bonkers anyway follow the show on twitter at sharks pond 97 and join our facebook group sharks pond a south park podcast if you can't find it it's okay find the link below in the description copy paste it boom you are right there well there's only two episodes left to go in season nine next week gonna be talking about free wilsiacs Wow, I haven't seen that one in a long time. Should be pretty fun. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Have a good week. I'm Bill, and you've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. You've been listening to the show. It was actually quite good.